And thank you for joining us here on the Manifestation Mamas podcast. We're your hosts and sisters from another mister, also known as sister-in-laws, Emily and Melissa. We are two mamas who are here to help encourage and guide you in co-creating your best life as we learn right along with you. Everything we learn in the manifesting world, we gladly share with all of you right here on this podcast. You get a front row seat to our messy middle. New to the woo in manifesting? Great. We'll learn and grow together. Be sure to tune in each week for new tips and tricks to help you along to get literally everything you have ever wanted in this life. We're the Manifestation Mamas. Manifestation vocab. High vibration. It means that your thoughts, feelings, and emotions are coming from a positive place. One where you understand who you are, You need to get to know your emotional triggers and master them so you don't stay in a vibration that is not aligned with your highest good. High vibration means always striving to be the best you can be in any given moment. This absolutely does not mean perfection. This means being the best version of yourself, which can look vastly different for each individual. How do you feel on your best day? Think of ways to stay in that vibration and refer to episode 7 if you need some suggestions. Hey, hey, Mindful Mamas. As always, we are so thankful that you decided to hit play and give us a listen today. In our previous episode, we talked all about how to keep your vibrations high so that you can keep the manifestation process moving in your favor. So if you missed it, give us a pause on this episode and back up one to give it a listen. It's a goodie. All right, then, you Mindful Mamas. Throughout the series of What the Fuck is Manifestation? We have touched on all the beginning steps you should be taking in the manifestation process, from getting clear on what exactly you want, all the way to how to keep your vibrations high and everything in between. Today, we're on the last step of the very basic ways of manifesting. We'll be discussing how to clear any resistance that may be getting in the way of fully experiencing your biggest manifestations and your best days. So on that note, let's jump right in with Miss Emily. Can you believe we are finishing up our first series for the pod? I know, I know, I can't believe it either. Eight episodes in, and it's been a blast and a true honor to be able to discuss and hopefully inspire all of you beautiful women and mamas to begin to dream and take the actionable steps into getting everything you have ever wanted in your life. Speaking of getting everything you have ever wanted, let's talk a little about what could be the reason why you may not be receiving your desires. And there's good possibility that it's because you're holding on to some amount of resistance, knowing or unknowingly. Resistance usually comes in the form of subconscious fears and doubts, and most of the time they are sitting there stirring up turbulence and the belief in yourself without you even noticing it. This will interfere with your vibrational match for your desires to come to fruition. Let's suppose you've created an intention to manifest a new career. You visualized the proper way, you opened your heart energy, you followed all the steps of manifestation, and nothing happened. Your intention failed to manifest quickly because you had resistance held in some area of the manifestation. 
It could be because you are scared of the change when it comes to the new career. You don't believe you deserve the new career or you fear that you may fail at it. I mean, it could be as little as resisting the change in your morning routine. It's basically saying, oh, hey, universe, I desire to have that amazing new position, but deep down inside, I believe I'll fail or don't deserve it. So God is over there confused on exactly what you want. You are giving God two different intentions to work on. But as you begin to shed light into it, it does get easier to keep them in check. I, Emily Richards, openly admit that I genuinely have had a lot of resistance to work through, and still do. And I've learned little things that help me clear it right up to allow me to become open again for me to receive from the universe. For years, I have had the desire to write and develop a blog. Even though I had the desire, I knew I was pretty decent at creative writing deep down. I had this belief that my words and thoughts had very little worth. This would stop me from putting the work into bringing the blog to life. My limiting belief and negative thinking lowered my vibrations, and I just attracted more of the same into my life. More want to to make a blog. You have to be able to identify that limiting belief or fear you are holding on to, to be able to actually release it. I mentioned in the previous episode that what you resist persists. It's really pertaining to this. Notice when fears or negative thoughts are coming up makes it easier to let go of them. It doesn't matter what the negative thought you have, the sooner you notice the resistance, the sooner you can overcome it or begin to work on overcoming it. What type of resistance have you experienced and how have you been able to handle them, Melissa? Ooh, I have lots of resistance coming up. And I mean, not necessarily right the second, but um, I've had a lot in the past that I need to get over. But getting over those negative hurdles and resistance requires some major inner work and confronting all of your deep set demons. Since this is just our version of, you know, Manifestation 101, the tools we're giving you today and in this first series are just a jumping off point. But to answer your question, all of my resistance to change and manifesting incredible things in my life have mostly stemmed from my childhood years. And that doesn't mean that I had a bad childhood, quite the opposite. But the verbiage that my parents, teachers, and elders used basically programmed me to second-guess myself and my decisions constantly into my adult life while also preparing me for a lifetime of lack-based mindset. I was always told that we were not wealthy growing up. And looking back, though, my sister Mary and I, we never lacked for anything. It was insisted that we always went to top tier or private schools and participated in extracurriculars like dance, band, choir, sports, things that may have cost a bit of money in hindsight. We always enjoyed family vacations a couple of times a year, so it wasn't that our lifestyle that we had was that of a family that was struggling, but we were always told things like, we can't afford that, or maybe for your birthday, or that's where the rich people live. (laughs) Which, as an adult, that doesn't sound like much of a big deal, and definitely as a parent, you try not to spoil your kids to be brats, but to a child, that must mean we are poor and struggling. We never had to miss a meal or anything, but in my mind, just being told that we can't afford something made me question what exactly could we afford. Were meals a stretch? I didn't know. 
Were my classes putting us in the poorhouse? Could be. As an adult, I can absolutely see that we were raised in an environment that curated wealth, but it didn't really click until my early 30s. Throughout my college years and for the majority of my 20s, I struggled financially. Looking back now, I realize that it was due to my mindset around money, career, and self-image. In my adult life, I was a struggling actress, and I was told to fake it till you make it, more times than I can count. I was overly pompous and confident about any success that I had enjoyed, whether through the title that I had earned in sales, or a role with acting, or just income compared to those around me, and those successes never lasted because I truly didn't believe I deserved it, and I was not being true to myself or who I presented myself as on the outside. I didn't trust the universe. I didn't trust God. I didn't even trust myself to take care of myself, and it lasted for much of my early adult life. I had a mindset that circled around lack. I let my ego rule my life, and I didn't live honoring my highest self for the good of all. And I know you're probably thinking, okay, Melissa, well, how do I fix it? So first, you want to identify and recognize that you have the resistance in the first place, just like you said, Emily. We call this hesitation your ego. And if you remember way back to our previous episodes, you'll remember that your ego keeps you safe from physical danger, and other than that, isn't much help to being your true self for the greatest good. It'll try to keep you in your bubble to keep things the same and thus you safe. So if you feel hesitant when you do something new, just breathe and recognize that it's there, that it exists in the first place. Is taking a new dream job really going to affect your physical safety? Nope, for the most part, probably not. The ego doesn't want you to meet new people and have new experiences. It wants to keep you in the same place with all of the people you've ever known and each of you doing the same thing until you die. I know that sounds extreme, but it's predictable, so it makes sense. However, your highest self knows better. It knows that your dreams are just one slight change in your behavior away. The next thing to do is to rephrase your negative thoughts. Sticking with the job example you gave, Emily, maybe your ego is saying, your friends won't like you if you're in a higher tax bracket whether or not that's actually true, but let's see if we can rephrase this to be empowering to you. Okay, let's try on. My friends might feel threatened by me if I got a higher paying job, but it isn't something to fear, and I know they just want me to be happy, and I'm tired of trying to please everyone but myself. Okay, that feels a little bit better. Or if you aren't sure what the root cause of your hesitation or feeling this way, try the phrase, The only person I have to please is me, and starting today, I'm going to do something that pleases me. When I am happy, I am able to love and cherish myself and can give more fully of myself to others while also keeping my cup filled up. So other than rephrasing your negative thoughts and keeping high vibes, do you have any other tactics to clear your resistance? Have you tried any of the woo-woo ways, Emily? So before I get into that, I wanted to share a quote from Abraham Hicks about resistance. She states that resistance is about believing you are vulnerable or susceptible to something not wanted and holding a stance of protection, which only 
holds you in a place of not letting in the well-being that would be there otherwise. Let me repeat that. It only holds you in a place of not letting in the well-being that would be there otherwise. There is nothing big enough to protect you from unwanted things, and there are no unwanted things big enough to get you to your experience. What she's saying here is whatever it is that you believe or whatever you are holding on to the unwanted to protect yourself, it will only allow yourself to stay in the same exact place. When I began learning about resistance, I would imagine a destructive force placing a roadblock in my path of growth and receiving. Now I find it so much easier to look at resistance as just a collection of beliefs or doubts. And beliefs can change over time or relatively quickly. These can be beliefs about yourself, your abilities, people around you, or the world in general. Back when I truly felt deep down to my core that my words, thoughts, and actions had very limited worth, it held me back from being my true, authentic self. I would change how I behaved based on who I was around. I rarely shared my opinion due to fear of being unliked, and the thought of putting myself out into the world made my stomach turn. My lack of worth was one of my main topics in my therapy sessions, and it required me to do some major reflection on my part to figure out why exactly I felt this way about myself, one of which was shame associated with my emotions. We can dig in to that into a future show. And the other was shame associated with not finishing college. That's right, I'm a college dropout. As for many of us, it was drilled into me by my teachers and my parents that in order to become successful, we must go to college, graduate, and find a career in corporate America. Mind you, I know the intentions were good and they truly only wanted the best for me, but I soon found out that I hated college. I hated paying for classes that had nothing to do with what I wanted to do in my life, and I had zero interest in learning. Even though I knew dropping out was the right decision for myself and my life, I still held on to the shame that I didn't have that degree. I made myself feel like my intelligence was based on that diploma. I truly thought I would never get taken seriously or would be successful without that stupid piece of paper called a degree. It wasn't until I was able to identify it before I could begin to release it. Honestly, when I said the words, I believe I can't write and start a business to help others is because I don't have a degree out loud, it sounded pretty ridiculous. I truly didn't believe that of anyone else I knew who didn't have a degree, but only towards myself. I feel kind of silly saying this out loud, but it's how I truly felt. So how did I work through it and release it? I began to study successful people who were self-made with zero formal training. I began to ask others who were close to me to tell me things that they thought were some of my strengths. It's a fact that it's easier to pick out other people's strengths rather than your own, so sometimes it's just helpful to ask others. I wanted honest answers from them. I wrote them down and looked at them when I needed reassurance. I do what we always preach and recite affirmations daily, and I truly enjoy guided meditations. 
Like you mentioned in the previous episode, Melissa, that you're not there yet with meditating on your own, I'm right there with you. There are a ton of free guided meditations online, so just do a quick Google search. Meditation recenters myself, my mind, my thoughts, and brings me clear appreciation of everything that is happening in the right now, the present. I then find that a large amount of my own internal resistance disappears. What woo-woo types things do you use to release resistance? I love this so much. And girl, I had those exact same self-worth thoughts about myself and my college career for years. In all honesty, I went to Texas Tech for six long years of procrastinating graduation. And I am three credits. Yep, three credits, one class. Yep, just one class away from getting that piece of paper that says I did something with my life. I can't bring myself to complete that. I left tech in 2010 for the last time, still determined to finish eventually, but as the years flew by, I realized, why? I wasn't interested in advertising anymore. Don't get me wrong, I did some major growth work in college, but I had no desire to complete it. I held such strong opinions against myself and shame for not finishing that it became who I was and a major roadblock, you know, and or resistance to moving forward with my life and being successful. Now I know it's a load of malarkey and definitely not true of myself or others like us. I'm sure I will get those three hours and my diploma before I die, but not because I feel the need to do so or... I have any interest in going into advertising anymore, but because I'm literally almost there. I need to close that chapter in my life and move on now that I'm not afraid to do so anymore. Anyway, yes, the woo. So I've never practiced this before, but I've been listening to some podcasts that cover Reiki energy healing, and a friend of mine actually got her Reiki practitioner certificate, so I'm hoping that maybe we'll be able to do like a distance session soon. Basically, what it does is it's said to reduce stress, induce relaxation, and ultimately just open you up to a more positive and balanced outlook. Maybe we can have her on this podcast in the future if she's up for it, but I'll let you know how the session goes once I have it. Another woo practice is chakra healing. It's really easy to do on your own, and it ties in with meditation. If you want someone to guide you, there are acupuncturists that will practice this on you while healing your physical ailments as well. My best friend is going through this healing, and she's really loving it, it sounds like. She does say that it takes multiple sessions to get your chakras aligned, depending on how out of alignment you are, of course, but that she feels better already. Um, EFT, like we mentioned in last episode, is also great to get rid of roadblocks and resistance. Something I'd like to mention is that it's not always necessary to try to immediately get rid of your resistance. If you're feeling especially down or emotional or low vibe or what have you, this is the universe saying to you that you have something you need to bring up and work through and then release. You can't just suppress or clear your resistance every single time. It'll reappear and it'll get stronger and stronger until you deal with it. So I strongly recommend the practice of cord cutting. It's another woo-woo practice, but to, cu- to cord cut, 
You need to close your eyes and visualize the person, object, or maybe even yourself that you need to forgive and or remove blocks or resistance from. Imagine a cord coming from your heart and wrapping itself around the person or object or just forming a connection. Now imagine yourself cutting that cord. Forgive them and cut. Forgive them and cut. Keep repeating this practice until you feel some peace around that person or object or whatever is holding you back. I find that super effective when I'm trying to move on or shake my resistance to something or someone. I'm so glad that you mentioned the fact that sometimes we need to sit with our resistance at times. Manifesting our best lives is a crap load of fun, but it does take a lot of work getting your mindset to shift. It's not a one and done type practice. We all have inner work that needs to be cared for and worked through to maintain in touch with our higher selves. This will require at times for us to sit with and truly work through whatever it is that is holding you back. When I was working through the shame associated with my worth, it wasn't a one-day thing. It was something I had to sit with, contemplate on, and work through all the emotions that developed while I held on to that shame for so long. At times, resistance has developed over time, and because of that, it will take a little extra time to sort through and release it. The same goes with the emotions associated with it. For example, it's not healthy to suppress, internalize, or even try to numb any sadness and stress that you may be feeling. You have to leave room and honor every feeling you have, even the uncomfortable ones at times. I also find it crazy that you're mentioning Reiki because while I was online the other day, a a video popped up talking about it. I haven't watched it yet, but I saved it to watch it. I'm taking this as my sign to watch it and dig into some more research about it myself. And yes, let's get your friend on here. I know I'm going to have a million and one questions to ask. And if I do, I know so many of you will too. I've actually done cord cutting a few times and I totally agree. It's so helpful. My first time doing it, I did it once and looked around and felt no different. It took me a bit to realize that like with most things, it will take several times to do this before truly feeling and healing the effects. So guys, sometimes you have to do it a couple times, not just a one and done. I truly believe that there is so much power behind visualizations, whether it's visualizing bringing something into your future or for healing and releasing purposes. The part of our brain that holds our visualization or imagination is one of the strongest parts of the brain. It holds so much power and creates so much energy. Even Albert Einstein said, imagination is more important than knowledge, for knowledge is limited, whereas imagination embraces the entire world, stimulating progress, giving birth to evolution. Visualization and imagination go hand in hand, friends. I just did a short self-love guided meditation recently, and I'm pretty positive I will continue to do so. I'll share it in the show notes for anyone who is interested in checking it out. But it guides you to breathe love in and breathe love out. As I got deeper in my meditation, I was visualizing my body getting wrapped up in immense love as I inhaled in and then spreading that love to the world as I exhaled. I ended my meditation in pure bliss. 
just like with anything, it's a good idea to try different things multiple times to see if it will help you and any resistance you are holding on to. Yes, so perfect. So this episode just feels like a giant hug. <laughs> Hopefully Emily and I have piqued your interest enough to stay tuned into and subscribe to our show. There's so much more in store for you guys to witness and learn from us and with us that I truly hope you stick around for the ride. All of these tools and techniques that we've mentioned each episode are just the tippy tip of the iceberg that we'll be chipping away at in our upcoming series. From everything to mindful meditation, Reiki, visualization exercises, chakra healing, and so much more to assist you in finding exactly what you're looking for that serves your own highest good and purpose. I hope you all keep your intentions clear, your resistances down, and your arms wide open to the limitless abundance headed your way. This week's journal prompt may make you have to think a little and maybe make you a little uncomfortable, but it's so helpful to get you in your manifestation goals. No need to write this down, especially if you're driving. We'll post it on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Manifestation Mamas. I want you to dig deep and think about any and all limiting beliefs you have. These can be about you, your capabilities, your abilities, a career change, literally anything that is limiting your thoughts and your beliefs. Then I want you to think about how those thoughts make you feel and if those thoughts are a truth or a lie your ego is saying to keep you in your safe place. Lastly, I want you to write down the real truth and completely shatter your previous limiting beliefs into tiny little What are your takeaways from today's episode? If you loved it or hated it, take a screenshot of this episode, tag us on the gram at Manifestation Mamas, and let us know what you got out of it. Please be sure to leave us a review and screenshot it before you submit it. Send it to ManifestationMamasPodcast at gmail.com for our in-depth gratitude guide freebie. Don't forget to share this episode and podcast with your bestie or someone you think would benefit from hearing all about how to get everything you've ever wanted. Bye, mindful mamas. Later, mamas.